Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. What's a Satellite Sister? The person you call when the best thing in your life happens or the worst. The person that gets you up, gets you going, and gets you through. And every once in a while, changes your mind. This podcast is part pep talk, part weekly check-in. Like grabbing coffee with a friend. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Satellite Sisterhood. You're listening to Satellite Sisters. We're so happy you're here with us today. We're happy to be here today. I'm Leanne Dolan in Pasadena, California. I'm a writer, I'm a producer, and I'm the youngest sister. And that's going to become, you know, important later on. Right, Liz? <laughs> it's always important to me. I don't know. <laughs> I know. It's part of your identity. Go, go with it, sister. Uh, Liz Dolan, I'm the middle sister, which is, in a family of eight, a relatively meaningless position. Um, but whatever. I'm in, uh, I'm in Bend, Oregon for a couple of weeks till the, till the end of this week. And I'm always thrilled to be here doing a show. Hello, Julie Dolan. Hey, this is Julie Dolan. I'm in Steamboat Springs, Colorado today, uh, which is always a, a treat to be here. And I am the eldest daughter. How about that? Um, you can say oldest sister, but if you want to go with eldest daughter, that's a dramatic statement. It is. The yes. reason we're, we're playing around with this uh, birth order thing is that uh, we are about to tape an Ask Us Anything show. You sent in your questions. We're going to record that later today, and then that will play in August. And we got a lot of questions on birth order, family, you know, did you ever want to be another age sister, that kind of thing. But, you, okay, the question of the day for you two today is, what is an Ask Us Anything question we never get asked? We oh. never get I have a good one, Leanne. This is a family mystery that it remains unsolved, and I think we should crack it wide open. One of the five sisters took mom's favorite yellow sweater at one point, okay? This was a sweater my mother loved to wear, and one of the sisters took the sweater and never returned it. And it is it remains a family mystery what happened to the yellow sweater. So that's my question. Somebody is going to have to confess to this crime. I think it's about time. <laughs> Ooh, Dateline. Dateline Satellite Sisters. All right, Liz, how about you? What's an Ask Us Anything question we never get asked? Well, I was going to go in totally the opposite direction and ask us anything. A question that's really kind of a blank slate kind of question that reveals your thought process. Like, what do you think your life would have been like if you were born in the 17th century, you know, something like that, where you oh. could just imagine or make something up. I, for some reason, I'm convinced I would be like born a milkmaid, die a milkmaid, because in the 17th century, women and upward no mobility, not so much. But anyway, I've just I've given that some thought over time. Well, I think you would have a milkmaid empire in the <laughs> Liz. Whatever was your status, I think it would, you would manage to brand your, your kind of milk, and it would be wildly successful. And there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so I mean, the sort of clean slate of in another era, in another place, how much of you would be you is interesting to think about. Oh, okay. And Liz. Liz, 
Leanne, how about you? What's an ask us anything question? Just something super basic. I think who has the best legs of all the satellite sisters? Uh, My answer is Liz Dolan. I think she has the best legs of all of us, honestly. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. I'm actually had great legs. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, I mean, we all have pretty good legs, I would say. Uh I think, Liz, you you have great legs. Thank you. Ironically, yes. Uh (laughs) All right. (laughs) This, we could do this all day. And in fact, we're going to do it all day later for a show in August. But uh, we do have a show to do today. Um, So a couple things. We are going to be taking a vacation after this week, a hiatus. So Liz has exciting news about some of the hiatus replays you're going to hear. She's been tracking down the best shows in our archive. And we're going to be delivering those to you for the next four weeks. I have an unbelievable story about the country's most frequent flyer. I mean, I know, I know, I know, I know. It's it's terrible to fly right now. But yeah. this guy, I mean, I'm telling you, he has been doing the job for us for 25 plus years. Julie, you're here with the trends. We love that. I have some trends and anti-trends. I'm going to explain it. It's very confusing. But there are trends and there are anti-trends, which are also trends. Okay. Hold on, sure. then. I'll explain sure. it later. Sure. All right. Liz, you're going to be here with a, an update on social media, right? Lizzie D with the social. Oh, Lizzie D, Lizzie D with the socials. It's been, it's been a month or so. We just, we have some unexpected Satellite Sisters things happening in the socials. So I'm going to share just a mini roundup. Okay. Excellent. Excellent. Um, but first, let's see what's happening. Uh, what's happening, Liz? What's happening? You had a you had a fantastic yeah. weekend watching Wimbledon. I understand. Uh, yes. Didn't we all? Or yes. Yes. Like, yes. Yes. It was a great Wimbledon. It was a wonderful championships. We crowned Carlos Alcaraz in the men's single and Marketa Vandrusova in the women's singles. And like before, we get to the epic five setter, Carlos and Djokovic. Let's just talk a little bit about Marquetta, shall we? And from an unseeded player winning the tournament, Julie, you're a tennis expert. That's just All right. Unheard of. It is unheard of. And last year at the time, she had a wrist operation. So she was walking around with a big cast on, which I can relate to because I've broken my wrist, Liz. And I have not gone on to win Wimbledon. But I loved her. She was so great. And I loved it that her older sister was watching her win the championship and was crying at the last point. It was really dramatic. <laughs> okay. It, it, that was great. And then the men's final, there's been a lot of talk about, of course, you're required to use the phrase epic five-setter because it was an epic five-setter. Um, um, Carlos Alcaraz, I mean, Djokovic, like, He's just sort of the default winner so often, especially right. Wimbledon. And when when Carlos lost a set, you're like, okay, here we go. But no, he came back like the young triumph. This is the new face of men's tennis. It was it was super exciting to watch. Did you guys take it in? Uh, I, you know, I was away for the weekend, so we didn't have access to a TV, but we were all following point by point on our phones because there were a lot of tennis fans there. And then, uh, at the end of the day, we got a chance, uh, while we were waiting for our flight to watch the replay of the fifth set. So it was oh. as good as being there, Liz. Yes. Yeah. Very exciting. And again, no one really roots for Djokovic because he's really unlikable. And so <laughs> no, everyone no. roots for Carlito and he's <laughs> adorable. Uh-huh. Liz, I was listening to it on BBC Radio because we were driving to Colorado. 
It was so intense on the radio, as radio is. You know, it's a very intense listening experience. At certain points, we just had to turn off the radio because we were going to drive off the roads because the (laughs) points were back and forth, back and forth. And, uh, you know, that was our driving style as well. Okay, well, then, as long as you were watching on the radio, I'm going to mention something that you might not have noticed on the radio. But as a, you know, sports marketing person just made me laugh. This has nothing to do with the match. But so, okay, so Alcaraz wins, Djokovic, there's, you know, does give him a hug, whatever. They're sitting down, they're getting ready for the big presentation, right? So they each put on their warm-up jackets because they're so hot and sweaty. And then they each reach into their bag and put on a super expensive watch. Did anyone else notice that? Well, you wouldn't yeah. notice that on the radio. I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that at award ceremonies. Yeah. It, it just made me laugh. I mean, obviously, these are endorsement deals, and they're paid to have the watch in the same shot with the big Wimbledon trophy, right? That's what the sponsor is looking for. And it's just, uh, it just struck me as funny. I don't know why. It's just a thing they do in tennis that, that gives me a kick. And then the other thing that happened that... um <laughs> That made me laugh is they were, of course, talking about during the presentation, talking about all the people in the royal box, um, obviously the British royals. But then throughout the match, they had um, pointed out the king of Spain, uh, who was there to watch Carlos Alcaraz. And I'm just going to confess this right here. I didn't even know that Spain still had a king. That came as a big surprise. (laughs) I remember Juan Carlos, but seriously, did you know they still had a king? They do. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. Good for you. I- and a lovely queen. A lovely queen. Is- yeah. She's, yep, she's, she's beautiful. She's okay. got- beautiful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Did not see any shots of her, but there you go. <laughs> Those are my two observations about non-tennis related things at Wimbledon. But it was quite the celebrity cavalcade, too. Oh, incredible celebrity sightings there. I mean- Plus, everyone's so dressed up and they look so great. So it just all the great British stars. I mean, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. My God. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And did you see Alba? Alba? Yeah. Oh, yeah. What about Princess Charlotte? Oh, come on. Now, in the little pink sunglasses with her fingers crossed, rooting for Alcarez. I mean, she is just, she's yeah. stealing the show, isn't she? She's the best she's that family the has to family. offer. Yeah, she's, she's the, the one in the family with a very specific personality. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it was great. Well, we should enjoy these uh, sporting events because that's really the only place we're going to see celebrities because of the writer's strike, right? And the actor's oh. strike. They're not out publicizing movies, award shows. It's it's done. So enjoy, enjoy these celeb sightings at the sporting events. Um, well, I was in Colorado this weekend. Uh, actually, it was like an extended long weekend with um, a bunch of my friends from college. First, I had a trip to Denver where I saw my college roommate and her husband, both of whom I know from college. And then I went with a larger group, the Sage and Sisterhood, we like to call ourselves, uh, up to Breckenridge, Colorado for four days there at, at one of the one of the sisters' uh, uh, houses up in Breckenridge. And I can tell you this, I got off the plane in Denver at like 10, 15 in the morning on Wednesday. I did not stop talking for like five straight days. It was so <laughs> like catching up. What are you doing? What's happening? How's work? How are the kids? How are your parents? It was just so much talking, which is excellent. I feel fully caught up with many, many important people in my life. And I love that feeling. Always worth the effort. Totally worth the effort. But a couple of lessons from the Sage Ed Sisterhood. 
here we go. You can have a fantastic time in the mountains without hiking. Okay, <laughs> I'm here to tell you, you don't have to hike. Oh, okay. we went to we went to yoga class at the senior center. Fantastic yoga class there. We went to an art show. We all bought something at a beautiful arts and craft show. We took the gondola up the ski lift. We uh, up the ski hill. We you know shopped. We had lunch out. We cooked a lot of fun dinners. We played a lot of games. We took nice walks with the dog that did not involve a lot of elevation change. So <laughs> okay. fantastic time in the mountains. No hiking. Okay. okay. Another truth. I'm happy for you, Leon. Okay. No, not true. Assume no mountain biking either. Okay. No. Uh, no, the, a lot of people have some biking issues, but that's neither here nor there. So another truth. Our feet are aging faster than our faces. All right. <laughs> I mean, what weren't does you, that mean? Weren't you led to believe that like by the beauty industrial complex that your face was going to be the thing that was going to show your age? And in the meantime, like our faces look great. It's our feet that are falling apart between the plantar fasciitis and the changing sizes, and the bunions, and the, just the bone spurs. It's incredible. Feet aging faster than faces. Okay, good observation. Right. Uh, another truth here, chocolate cake is delicious. And um, we are very lucky to have a baker among us. And it feels like every year when we do this, she brings a chocolate cake somehow. Sometimes she takes it right out of her suitcase, a homemade chocolate cake. <laughs> chocolate cake was delicious. And you know what? We ate the whole thing. So there you go. It took us four days, but we finished it. Uh, you know what else is delicious? Rocky Mountain water. Julie, you're very lucky there in Steamboat to have that delicious Rocky Mountain water. Right? I it's so good. Very good. Right from the tap. Yes. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Uh, it's just something we really do not enjoy in Southern California. We, we get your water like 10 days later when it's been through all the minerals that the desert has to offer up. And it's not that tasty. Um, okay. Adult children still need parenting. All right. Well, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of 20 something drama happening, happening in the future, unfolding. Things are still happening. Another truth, aging parents also need parenting. Okay. That is yeah. where, you know, my group is right in the middle of those two spectrums. So also true. Um, a lot of concern where to go uh, for the back to school season because now Bed Bath and Beyond is gone. Here's a hot tip from my friend Louise: Macy's Charter Club is the new Bed Bath and Beyond. She oh, just what check is out. That? It's just go to Macy's. The Macy's it's that it's their low. It's their brand, Liz. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. But I hadn't even thought about that for college bound students. Yeah, right. Bed Bath and Beyond. It was an essential stop on your way to college. Yeah. So, yeah. So she had us all ordering sheets and towels and it was, yeah, really good prices. That's my tip. And then a Satellite Sisters Classic, you just can't make new old friends. Just so lovely to reconnect with people that have known you for 40 years. There's just a lot of laughter still about what we did in college and those early days after college. And you just can't beat that. It was just a wonderful weekend. So thanks. Thanks to Lynn who organized it and and Danny, who made the cake, and and everybody for for making the effort to come. It was great. Uh, Leanne, so good and so good that you've kept that connection going. I mean, that's right. really important. Right. And I like your name of your group. Safe Thank, you. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Okay, sisters, uh, I need a satellite sister ruling, okay? Here's a situation that presents itself uh, from to me every time we travel, we go on vacation. My husband asked for me to carry some of the things, some some of his things in my purse. And this usually involves heavy things like chargers or batteries or cords or sunglasses, you know, and I've worked really hard 
to operate in a small purse that doesn't hold my shoulder, you know, hurt my shoulders. Uh, and and then he gives me all this stuff for me to carry. Now, I admit it. I I resent it. Okay, I am not happy about this situation. <laughs> but why? But at the same time, I have to admit that there are occasions that I ask my husband to carry things for me. Could you just carry my reading glasses? I don't want to. I don't want to go into the. You know, I don't want to carry a purse. Just can you put them in your coat or something like that? Should I just get over myself? Should I stop being so resentful, or should I get my husband a fanny pack? Okay, mm. a marriage is not really my material, so I'm going to. I have a point of view on this, of course, but I'm going to defer to Leanne first. I think uh, both, but you should do both things. I think you should try to get over it and yeah. give your husband a fanny pack. Okay. Uh, my guess is that he we won't ever use the fanny pack, but it might surprise him. You know, I mean, man bags are really a thing now. You know, you see lots of guys, younger guys with the crossbody bags and they've got their stuff in it. it. It's totally it's totally acceptable now to like wear one of those crossbody bags with stuff, especially in a casual setting, you know. I mean, cords and batteries, those are heavy. I mean, I know they are. I know. That's, it's one thing, like, may occasionally the keys or the sunglasses, but once people start getting into chargers, they're on their own. So I would do both. I would, you know, get an attractive bag and then also try to get over it. Okay. Liz? Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking your husband is not a fanny pack guy, but but I think I think you have every right to offload his stuff back onto him. So is he a mini backpack guy? Is can you think of a some kind of carrying thing that he would actually make a habit of? Is that possible? I don't know. A fishing vest? If he could wear a fishing vest, full yes. then he'd have a pocket. Okay. <laughs> I would love to see him in a fishing vest. I mean, he wears one. So maybe I should, when we're traveling, he's got to wear a fishing vest. Okay. Okay. For all trips. Okay. Very helpful. Okay. (laughs) I'm glad we can help you there. Um, Anyway, so Leanne mentioned at the top of the show that this is our last episode until August 22nd. And August 22nd, we're coming right back with our first Ask Us Anything episode in quite a while. So you can... Totally look forward to that. We got so many good questions. But we are not leaving you alone during the break. We are bringing you a selection of our kickoff episodes from some pivotal years in our lives. And I'll tell you why I picked out these four episodes. First of all, when I'm picking reruns, I apply the does this really hold up test. And I would just say not every episode holds up. (laughs) in a moment yes (laughs) episodes right exactly julie they might be right for you know october of 2019 but does it have a you know classic quality to it um not always but our first episode of every year is always like super intentional uh super thoughtful we're super excited to be there so i picked out four episodes that are the first episodes from a pivotal year. Um, Great concept, Liz. I mean, really well done. Well, good thinking. Well well thought through. I like it. Thank you. Thank you. Um, So the first year is the first episode of 2013. Now, this episode is Monica, Julie, and me. Mm -hmm. Leanne, you were off finishing a novel, and Sheila 
operating under the name Annabelle Needle, which some longtime listeners might remember. She could not join us on that episode because she could not figure out how to unmute her mic. So I love that. That's why I think difficulties forever. Yes. Yeah. And go ahead, Joel. Well, I know, I, re- I mean, Liz, when you had briefed us about this before the show, and I, I liked it that Monica's theme that year was let's ramp up the fun because 2012 had been really a very hard year for our family with our, with our mom uh, being very sick and then our mom dying and then our dad uh, was still sick. So ramping up the fun seemed like, <laughs> they like... Seemed, seemed hard. Okay. Yeah. Let's say that. It was a long shot. It was yes. a long shot. Because <laughs> you do mention in the episode, Julie, that dad was in hospice at that time. Right. Right. So <laughs> really, he passed away several, uh, really weeks after the recording of the show. Um, so, oh, <laughs> say, is that when the fun really ramped up when we had lost <laughs> both our parents in an yeah. eight week period? Yeah. 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 Needless to say, no, the the fun did not ramp up. But that's why I think this was a pivotal time, because we knew some hard truths and we didn't know some hard truths all at the same time. So that that was 2013. Uh, uh, 2019, this is a whole different situation. 2019, um, we we had an epic travel announcement and goals for 2019. All right. So listening back, you guys were going on this big trip. Uh, but it feels like you had no idea what you were getting yourself into. Is that correct? You were going to Patagonia, but it appears you didn't really even know where that was. Is that my imagination? <laughs> Liam, that made me laugh. That's so true. In this episode, you keep asking us where Patagonia is. And we're basically saying, oh, it's the mountains. It's Argentina. But we never even say it's in the Andes. There are glaciers, blah, 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 blah. I was much more concerned about finding the right pants. That's, it's hard to find pants. Yeah. <laughs> And Liz, I couldn't understand why you were brought so many pairs of socks. Let me, I don't know what that was about. Yeah, me neither. Well, that'll be fun. I I enjoyed listening back because then all of a sudden here it is 2023 and I've written a book about Patagonia. Like you guys inspired that portion of my next book, The Marriage Sabbatical. So now we all know where Patagonia is, right? Everybody does. Yes, we do. (laughs) Okay, 2020, there were visions in 2020 I think it kicked off, Leanne, with you saying that you were feeling very positive for 2020. That's great. I was. I was just coming off treatment for cancer. So really, how how much worse could 2020 be than 2019? (laughs) I mean, what's crazy is how badly it went south right after we did that show. Uh, We just really had no idea how bad it was going to be. I mean, really, you know, even though by, by that point, uh, there were reports coming out of Asia, Europe about this virus, but somehow, you know, oh, no, that wasn't going to happen to uh, us uh, because I know my theme for the year was make hope happen. OK, <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. <laughs> so I did in January happened. of 2020. Something yeah. happened in 2020. <laughs> Well, I think it was happy to be here. That remains my theme, happy to be here. But uh, Liz, you told me I actually said on this episode, cancer did not make me a nicer person. (laughs) Yes, yes. I I, (laughs) did not change my personality. Still stands. I still stand by that line. (laughs) Okay. And then uh, we'll give you the first episode of 2022, 
where we each share our themes for the year. We don't need to like divulge right now what they are. But it really made me laugh that this episode also contains, Leon. surprisingly, you had a whole segment that was spirituality tips from cats. Hmm. Right up my alley. Right up my alley. <laughs> spirituality and cats. Two things I'm really good at. Okay. <laughs> and Julie, you opened the year with a fl- flying saucer injury that, like, so you had a snagged that broke your front tooth. Yeah, like I look like Ellie Mae Clampett. Let's just face it. Yep. Yep. And we were we were less than kind about this. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Uh, typical. Typical. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so just some teasers. That's what you're going to get while we're gone. All four really fun episodes, 2013, 2019, 2020, and uh, uh, what was that? In 2022. So, so enjoy. And then we'll be back before you know it. Hey, it's Liz and Leanne here, and we want to thank Pros for supporting this episode of Satellite Sisters. Now, you know, Liz, I've been out and about with my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical. The book is getting rave reviews. I'm very happy. But you know what else is getting rave reviews? My hair, Liz. My hair from Pros is getting rave reviews. Leanne, I am not surprised. You have been on that Pros hair regimen for quite a while. I mean, you have good hair anyway, but now you have great hair because you've really paid attention to it. Well, Liz, pros is made for people, not hair and skin types. Personalization is rooted in everything they do, from their in-depth consultation to their made-to-order model. And you know what? I love the regimen they have me on. Do I take the hair vitamins every day? Yes, I do. Do I use my shampoo and conditioner made especially for Lee and Dolan? Yes, I do. Do I sometimes use the leave-in conditioner when my hair's really dry? I do. And I even have a pre-scalp thing that they give me. Okay, pros, you're the boss. I'll take it. (laughs) You tell me what my hair needs. That sounds good. And here's the thing. It's personalization, Liz. For yeah. millions of possible formulas, only one is uniquely Leans. Okay, and I'm I'm using it. Pros mm-hmm. isn't just better for you; it's also better for the planet, Liz. They're certified B Corp, cruelty free, and the first and only carbon neutral custom beauty brand. So, Pros, we love you. I love the photos of my hair. Couldn't be happier. <laughs> photos of your hair. There are people in the photos too. That's the thing about a book tour. Everybody yeah. has their picture taken with Leon and then post it. So yeah. the hair is important. <laughs> Couldn't be happier, Pros. Pros is so confident that you'll bring out your best hair and skin. They're offering an exclusive trial offer of 50% off your first subscription order at pros.com slash sisters. So you get your free consultation, then 50% off at pros.com slash sisters. And pros is spelled P-R-O-S-E, pros.com slash sisters. Thanks, pros. Liz and Leanne here, and we are so grateful to have Osea support Satellite Sisters. Why? Because it's just a great product. Holy cow, do we we love Osea's skin and body care. And you know what? This Mother's Day... Just look no further than Osea. Spoil the moms in your life with the little luxuries from Osea. The moms, the stepmoms, the bonus moms, the people who bring a touch of something special to your life. 
aunts, grandmothers, they would love a little Osea this Mother's Day. And you can get 10% off your first order by using our code SATSISTERS at OSEAMalibu.com. And Liz, you know what every mother and mother figure needs? What? More moisture, Liz. They need more moisture in their skin. (laughs) In their skin. I mean, really, the creams, the lotions, the oils. I love it all. That duo they have going. Like, you can't miss with the duo of Osea. Liz, the mega moisture duo. Yes. You can you can literally see your skin get firmer and it just delivers this full body glow. Okay. You know we have raved about the Andaria algae body oil. Mm-hmm. Well, pair that with the Andaria collagen body oil. Youthful, yeah. Liz. A youthful yeah. glow is gonna happen. <laughs> and it's so infused with Osea's signature Andaria seaweed. So it just smells so delicious, doesn't it? I know you're talking about giving it as a gift. I also suggest just giving it to yourself (laughs) because you're worth it. (laughs) That's that's true. That is absolutely true. Okay, that moisture duo I mentioned too is a great value because you can save 16% plus the extra 10% with our code Sad Sisters. So this is it. This is a win-win-win Mother's Day gift. Spoil the moms in your life with clean vegan skincare and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with the code SATSISTERS at OseaMalibu.com. And you get free samples in every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Osea is spelled O-S-E-A. So head on over to OseaMalibu.com and use code SATSISTERS for 10% off. Thanks, Osea. And we're back. Uh, that's that's how that's how quickly we came back. No, uh, thanks, Liz. Good recap on the, what's going to happen during our hiatus. I know a lot of us are going to be traveling. People are probably in an airport right now listening to this. And maybe we don't need to talk about how bad flying is. But there was a story in the Washington Post a couple weeks ago. It was just the most extraordinary story about America's most frequent flyer. Okay, so first of all, it was written by Rick Riley, who's just so funny. Uh, and he interviewed this guy. His name is Tom Stuker. Okay. He's America's most frequent flyer. And this is how many, just try to guess how many miles he's flown since 1990. And I can tell you it's easily in the millions. Okay. 50 million. I'm going to go with 50 million. 50? Okay. Uh, Let's go with 25 million. 23 million miles Whoa. so far. 23 million miles. He is a 69-year-old car dealership consultant from New Jersey, and Riley calls him the biggest mistake American Airlines ever made. He says, here's the deal. In 1990, United offered a pass for $290,000, a lifetime pass. You bought, paid that price, fly anywhere you wanted for the rest of your life. So United or was it America? I think it was I'm America. sorry, it was United. I'm United. I said that I said that wrong. It's United Airlines. So United Airlines offered this lifetime pass for $290,000, okay? And he bought it and he's pretty much lived in his favorite seat 1B ever since. Here's what he says. He says, "Liz and Julie, it's the best investment of his life because he realized that the frequent flyer miles he racked up, they're not just valuable for booking more flights." Once you get into the millions and millions of frequent flyer miles, you can trade them for almost anything. Lavish hotel suites, week-long cruises, gourmet meals. He used once in an auction 450,000 airline miles to actually get be an extra on an episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> okay. That is possible? 
Yes. That's that's big living. I like it. Yeah. So it's the one where George's fiance dies from licking the envelopes. I mean, that's just one of the great Seinfeld episodes of all time. And he just in the diner. So he's used them for gift cards. At at one point, he used, he cashed in uh, enough miles for $50,000 worth of Walmart gift cards. So- so he could redo his house. I mean, I had no idea. Did you? Like, I just no. never would have thought to parlay it like that. But here's the really weird thing. So United has lost a ton of money on him, but they also love him. You know, it's like this idea that hostages love their captors. United loves their lost leader. Over the years, Liz, don't get jealous, but they have put his name not on one, but two planes. The total are Stuker customer planes. They actually asked him to help design the menu at the new, you know, Polaris Club. Uh, And he says that when he has a really tight connection, there's a Mercedes waiting on the tarmac to whoosh him to the next gate. I like that. That's the way to do it. He's got it figured out. So it's sort of fun. So he's, I I don't need to tell you, like one year he flew like more flights than there are days. He's been to a hundred countries in the world. You know, Rick Riley actually took a flight on him. And he said, when he calls the 800 number, they pick up the phone. They go, hi, Mr. Stuker. Is that you? Like, they know. the ropes come down. He's on the plane but before the pilots, basically. With the <laughs> but he, because he doesn't sound miserable, Liam. No, he sounds like he has enjoyed this lifestyle. And he's, uh, and he's sort of parlayed it into other wealth. But that other, yeah. It just mm-hmm. sounds like kind of a fun guy. Has he seen people die in the air? Yes, he has, Julie. Four people have died on his Four oh, people go down. Uh, so, uh, but um, but that doesn't stop him. Okay, so here is some really great flying advice from this very frequent flyer. I, I love these. Okay, advice piece of advice number one: lie to the first flight attendant you meet inside the door when you board. She's the head attendant, and I always say, "I remember you. You gave us such great service last time. I want to thank you again." And then he said, "Guaranteed, you get all kinds of free stuff." Okay, that. <laughs> Okay. okay. Right. Well, I'm, writing, I'm writing that one down. I know. Julie, I can see you working that one. Honestly, you'd be really mm-hmm. good at that. Okay. Two, if you couldn't book this, if you can't book the seat you want, keep your phone open to the seat map app as you board. If a block seat that you want suddenly opens up, just take it. They won't care. They never sold it. It's just open. They block the seat. Just take it. They're not going to check, which is amazing. Okay. Never, ever, 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 ever check a bag. Never, okay. ever, ever. Yeah. Yeah. And underpack. Every town has laundromats and stores. Okay. And then he said, he said this, he can't stand it. And he must, you know, he flies, he's upgraded all the time. He up, he can upgrade his travel companions, his friends. He upgrades everybody in within his circle. But he said, don't be a jerk and use your cell phone without headphones. That way people oh. won't, won't hate you. You know, when someone takes a long business call on the speaker, he always says, hey, buddy, next time you're going to have all of us to your business meeting, bring donuts. <laughs> <laughs> I like his attitude. Great attitude. Yeah. Great attitude. There's a link to the whole article here, but a really fun story by Rick Riley. And then I just want to mention if you're over on our Facebook group, uh, that's the Satellite Sisters private Facebook group, maybe you saw Cheryl's flying tips because Cheryl was caught in a complete nightmare this week trying to get to the East Coast from Santa Fe, where there are no direct flights. So don't tell her that. And and Cheryl. She had all the delays, all the cancellations. She has just put in great detail everything you need to do if you want to get some of your travel expenses back. 
if your flights are canceled. But her big her big advice, and I've heard this from a million people now, is to put air tags on your luggage. It's well yeah. worth the $30 investment. That way you know exactly where your, your bags are, even when the airline is lying to you. So there you go. Uh, we have our frequent flyer and Cheryl. So to check out the Satellite Sisters Facebook group if you want to see Cheryl's tips. They were good ones. I, I, yeah, like, yeah, complete, complete yes. thorough. Yeah, Very a lot of documenting, a lot of documenting. Yes. Yep. Yep. I, that's, that was impressive. Hey, well, it is Tuesday and I have some hot, 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 hot Tuesday trends for this summer day. Okay. Are you ready, sisters? Um, the first one, this is, uh, this is a new hot trend, girl dinners. Have you heard of this? Okay. Now we've all had them. Okay. We've made them. We just didn't know it was an official thing. But now because the New York Times has written about it and a TikToker uh, uh, did a video of it that had 30 million views, girl dinners are an official thing. Okay. What is a girl dinner? You know what this is. It's the dinner you make when you're home alone, but for yourself. Okay. It's a snack plate. And maybe you put your favorite things on it, right? Yeah. All right. Our sister, Sheila. Okay. Has she been making snacks for dinner for decades? Right? <laughs> yes. She I feel like she made... might have invented them. <laughs> yeah. She she made the first girl dinner. Okay. But the, this is, these are, uh, Liz, you must, you're, you, you are a solo. I, and I live alone. Yes. So most make dinners girl are... dinners. You make girl dinners? Well, sometimes it is just an unusual combination of things that... If there was another individual there, I wouldn't be serving that to them, but it's what I want in the moment. That's what you're describing, right? Right. And that's exactly what should be happening, Liz. The TikToker says that girl dinners should be chaotic and filling. Is that what you're going for when you're <laughs> when you're else? Yes. Can I just say I love the Gen Z use of the word chaotic. It's their it's their favorite new word. I'm all in on chaotic. Okay, Leon. Like you, you live with some people over there at your house. Okay. Do you find that you eat differently if you're, if your spouse or your children are not around? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, I, I, my classic girl dinner is cottage cheese, cottage cheese, salsa and chips. Okay. I have been eating. I ate that. That got me through my twenties. And, uh, when, when the fam goes out of town, that's what I'm eating. I like some cottage cheese. I like some chips. I like some salsa. Okay. Yeah, that's my kind of cheese will never die. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. 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 So what I liked about this whole this whole movement for girl dinners, uh, I mean, this this expression was really coined by a 28 year old. Uh, She's a production assistant and she just started taking pictures of her uh, girl dinners. And the reason why she did that is because she was opting out of the tyranny of cooking. Okay. (laughs) The girl is 28 years old. Uh, she knows nothing about the journey of cooking. Am I right, Leah? <laughs> no, I, you know what? But she's identifying it and I admire her for it. I admire her for it. I, you know, at least she's trying because it is, it's tyranny. I think, well, I think people discovered the tyranny of cooking during the pandemic. They were like, yes. are you kidding me? Every meal, every day? You're possible so here? You want to eat again? Okay. Okay, so here's the thing about girl dinners. We can all enjoy them, but make sure what they what the, the your aspiration should be that this is a giddy experience. Okay. <laughs> You're home alone. Get yourself a plate and be giddy. Okay. I like that one. Okay. I'm not sure I can gin up giddy like five nights a week. <laughs> but okay, I get I get the concept. 
Okay, girl dinners. Okay, here's another TikTok trend that's coming out, and I'm not so sure about it. Now, we all need self-care, we, and we all need days of rest. We all need days, you know, particularly during the summer, lazy days, okay, where maybe yes. you can nap or something. But there is a new social media trend of self-care that's called rotting, rotting, that you just- Oh, really? Yes, that's what it's called, Lee, and you stay in bed- and you're just rotting in bed. That's the expression, okay? So people are expending excessive amounts of time in bed, okay? Not not like sleeping in a little, sleep late, or taking a nap. This is like you get in bed, and you like get under the covers, and you don't move. You're, re- you're doing nothing there. It's not like you're working from your bed. You're not reading a book. Maybe you're on social media, okay? But that's about it. This is laziness to the extremes. And you just do this. You stay in bed maybe for days and rot in bed. Okay. Oh, wow. That's a downer. That's a downer. Like, downer. It, I feel like they've taken a very positive thing and turned it into a negative thing. Yeah. This thing, yeah. What can we just call it? Resting or, you know. No, no. You should do like really nothing. That's it. But this is, I mean, a lot of health experts are worried about this because really it does, it can lead to increased risk of depression. I mean, and if all you're doing is looking at your phone, that creates anxiety and stress. I mean, and you need to move your body. You need to get up and get going. Isn't that what our mother said? So no hopping in bed. Okay. Make a nap, maybe. Okay. Yes. So we're not positive about that. Okay. And here's my final trend, sister. Now you have to pay attention because I barely understand this, but I will try to explain it the best I can. Now there are trends in fashion, but now um, there are something else called anti-trends in uh, in fashion. So first of all, a fashion trend in 2023, okay, Barbiecore pink, that's a yeah. fashion trend. Okay. You get that. But now there is this major rise in what is known as anti-trends. These are clothing pieces that are cool and stylish and trendless, and they're outside the cycle of fast fashion. Let's say you don't want to wear barbiecore pink, okay? Uh-huh. Let's say you don't want to wear the transparent, sheer, semi-sheer clothing that's the 2023 fashion trend. Okay, well, you can, Liz, you can do an anti-trend, okay? Okay. You can wear a white tank top, okay? Anti-trend. No pink for you, white tank top, okay? Leon, okay, no transparent clothes for you. You can wear relaxed denim. That's an anti-trend. What's the difference? I'm sorry if this is a follow-up question you can't handle. What's the difference between an anti-trend and just being off-trend? That's exactly right, Liz. That's it. This is why it's mind-blowing to me. It's just like if you're wearing old clothes, that's now anti-trend, okay? Which is a trend in itself, but it's not a fashion trend. Okay, there. Is your head spinning? Okay. Yes, because it feels like then anything you do could be called a trend. Yes. Well, I think it's an intentional rejection of the trend. I think that's the difference, Liz. I, I am not going to wear pink. I'm just going to wear my white T-shirt. Okay. I am not going to wear bodycon clothes. I'm going to wear my, but it's intentional. I am. Okay. I'm okay. making a statement by not wearing something. Okay. Do I have that correct? Branding. Yes, yeah. that's exactly right, Leanne. <laughs> but, you're, but it's not just putting on old clothes. You have to get like slip dresses. 
Those are anti-trends. Mm-hmm. Do you have a slip dress? No. Okay, we no, don't know. Dress. Well, we have slips. Our mom made us wear slips, so I'm <laughs> okay. sure we all have a slip in our in our. Okay, you know, Thanks in our drawer. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I, I think it's just I want you to know it's out there. Trend, anti-trends in fashion. Okay, do your best. Okay. Julie, Thank another you. another breakthrough issue of Tuesday trends. <laughs> I mean, this gives people a lot to talk about. While we're on hiatus, they can just yeah. parse. Girl dinners, rotting as self-care, and anti-trends. That's four weeks worth of conversation, as far as I'm concerned. For sure. For sure. All right. We want to remind people that our big fun weekend is happening in Minneapolis in October, the 13th through the 15th. And this is real. Tickets are almost sold out. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you to everyone who has bought their tickets. We are we are so excited. I mean, we had a meeting this Monday with Sarah Alice, our event producer, and we are fired up. So I can tell you, tickets will sell out. Uh, so if you have been thinking about it and you definitely want to be there in Minneapolis joining us, now would be a great time to go to SatelliteSisters.com. Right there on the homepage, you can click through and buy your tickets. What we can tell you is the hotel itself is sold out. But mm-hmm. we can work with you if you buy a ticket to the, um, if you buy a ticket to the event, uh, you can contact the hotel and they can put you on a wait list. Not only is our block sold out, the hotel is sold out, but rooms may open up on a one-by-one basis. But those tickets, get those, because the, there is a limited number and they will sell out. And in our in our meeting yesterday, I mean, well, Julie came fired up. I mean, she brought it to the meeting. Uh, I mean, we Liz and I were only focused on the swag bags, but Julie is event planning like like nobody's business. Julie... You want cheerleaders there. Yes. Yeah, what we're going to have cheerleaders. We're, we're going to be looking for cheerleaders. If you're coming to the event and you're interested in cheerleading, uh, their details are coming out about this. But we're, right. we, we need some cheerleaders for both Friday night and Saturday night. Uh, uh, pom-poms will be provided. That's how I can tell you that. <laughs> uh, Julie has also planned some great team activities. And I know, don't worry, it's not it's not as competitive as it sounds. But it's just if you're coming alone, we're going to make it easy for you to meet people Friday night and Saturday. We're going to be working with some team activities. And then we each had to claim an activity Saturday morning that we are going to lead. So each sister will be leading something individually Saturday morning with the help of some pros, we know. But we will be there on site Saturday morning. Uh, I'm going to be there with a yoga class. I'm going to be doing yoga. Julie, you have committed to arts and crafts. That's unusual. Yes, yes we're going. Yes, it is unusual because you know we have no skills in that area. <laughs> but I know that many of the sisters that are coming to the event are highly skilled. Uh, we're going to be making a big fun mural. It's going to be big and fun. And I want you there on Saturday morning with my team. Mm-hmm. And then Liz, tell us what you're doing. This is exciting. Well, well, I decided, I mean, none of us know Minneapolis well enough to lead a tour of Minneapolis, but I do know how to get from our hotel to the Mary Tyler Moore statue, sisters. So I am going to lead a walk to the Mary Tyler Moore statue. Liz, it's we- a pilgrimage. It's a pilgrimage. <laughs> yes. Okay. Pilgrimage, a seven-minute pilgrimage. According to GPS, it's a seven-minute walk, so everyone can handle a seven-minute walk. We're just going to walk to the MTA statue, have a moment with each other, maybe a group photo, and walk back. So that is, that's our out-of-the-hotel activity. You're, you're of course, free to do anything you want out of right. the hotel on Saturday morning. But if you just want to meet up with some of the other Satellite Sisters and uh, go on the pilgrimage, then Mary Tyler Moore awaits you. 
All right. So then live live podcast Saturday afternoon, the Big Mama Mia dance party Saturday night. More exciting activities planned for that. I mean, we're going to be doing all kinds of things at that Mama Mia dance party. So if you want in, now is the time to do it. Satellitesisters.com. Go to the homepage. You'll see on the right-hand side, just click through the, the tickets. The tickets are there for you. And then we have a Facebook group for people who have bought tickets and will be there at the weekend. And we're going to be um, putting more stuff over there. So if you haven't joined that Facebook group yet and you are coming to the Big Fun Weekend, that's a great place to get information and updates and connect with other uh, Big Fun Weekenders. All right. So very excited, uh, very excited for October. Can't wait to see everybody. It'll be great. It'll be just great. Liz, summer is coming up, and you know what that means? It means you're grilling. You're grilling and chilling there with your your butcher box. What what do you got going on the grill this summer? Well, you know, here's the thing. Because I'm going to be up in in Bend for a part of the summer, I'm having my box sent there, Leanne. That's great. Go on vacation with your butcher box is what what I'm recommending. (laughs) By the way, you're just going to buy meat and fish and stuff when you get there. Why do that? Anyway, I love their steaks. I love their scallops. The scallops are really good. And the chicken thighs, all good. I'm ready. That's right. ButcherBox gives you peace of mind and easy to find high quality meat and seafood you can trust. It's 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork that's raised crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. No antibiotics or added hormones. And as Liz said, delivered right to your doorstep. And you can customize that delivery plan, Liz, right? Because it can go wherever you want it to go, whenever you want it to go. If you want to delay it a week, you know, speed it up a week, you just go to your ButcherBox account and you can make that all happen. It's so easy to manage online. Yeah. And if you're like Liz, you can take your ButcherBox on vacation, which is... That's nice. That's nice. Nice to have something familiar there. (laughs) Yes. So if you want to take your meat on vacation, sign up at butcherbox.com slash sisters and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional 20% off. So you can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com slash sisters and use code sisters to choose your free for a year offer. Plus get $20 off your first order. Thanks, ButcherBox. Lee and Liz and Julie here. We are back. Just a reminder, if you are enjoying our podcast, please share Satellite Sisters. Liz, Julie, it's the best way we know how to how to increase listenership at the show is just word of mouth, right? There's almost yep. we we tried right. everything else. We now we're begging you. <laughs> no, I mean it's just proven year after year after year, and we've been at this a long time that the best way for us to grow the community is for you to do that. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so easy to just send a link to the show to any of your friends from the from the app or from our website. Super easy to share. Just your favorite episode. So we invite you to share. I, I think that's great. Yeah, that's it. Just share this episode, all, all hiatus. If you like those shows and you want to introduce your friends, or if you're seeing friends or family over the summer, feel free, share the sisters. All right. You know, Liz, uh, we've started to announce that handy dandy email we have. Hello at SatelliteSisters.com. Yes. And guess yeah. what? The emails have come in. We've gotten actual emails in, just enjoyable emails. Uh, so I wanted to shout out to a few uh, people who wrote us. Joanne wrote to say, 
Leanne, you made the Nantucket Book Festival sound so interesting that my friend and I plan to go next year. It's going to be a girls weekend in Nantucket, and they are going to take the high-speed ferry ferry from New Bedford, so they will not be spending the night at Gate 20 at JFK. Uh, <laughs> they've already booked an, a B&B in town. Well, they found it. They're just waiting for the official dates to be announced. But she said, thanks for the suggestion. I look forward to your show each week. I learn so much and have so much fun listening. It's like having coffee with a fun friend. Oh, Joanne, that's a good one. Because we always say like having coffee with a friend, but a fun friend. Joanne, great. I'm so glad you're going to Nantucket. That'll be great. And then Camille emailed us. She said, hi, Dolan sisters. I was catching up on episodes while exercising today, and I heard that Leanne's next book will be about a wedding. Listen to this. I am a nautical event planner specializing in weddings. I oh, started, my God. Smooth That's sailing. really a specialty. It is. It is. She, she said smooth sailing celebrations. She started it more than 20 years ago, and she loves what she does. So she said, if you have any questions about planning a wedding, research questions, please let me know. I'd be honored to assist. Well, I started following Smooth Sailing Celebrations on on the Instagram, you guys, because I do. I want to see like a nautical wedding. I feel like I can work that into my book called The Wedding. There's going to be a lot of wedding material in this book called The Wedding, just FYI. And then I saw the incredible seafood buffet spread that Smooth Sailing Celebrations. <laughs> my gosh. So, Camille, you are going to hear from me. I'm definitely working wedding on a boat into the wedding. So st- stand by. Stay tuned. Thanks. Thanks for emailing. Oh, my God. That is a really helpful offer. It is. Yeah, really super good. Super yeah. good. Yeah. So, reminder, we have an email address. It's hello at SatelliteSisters.com. Okay. But then, of course, there's social media. And now you're going to get um, Lizzie D on the socials. I'm just going to round up a couple. I have three social media things happening in our world that I thought I would bring back to uh, the sisterhood. Number one, last week, you know, we talked on the show about the very nice personal email we got from Mackenzie Scott, uh, the ex-wife of Jeff Bezos, who said she was going to give us a hundred what is it? A hundred million eight hundred thousand dollars, which seemed like a lot of money. Super generous of her, and you know, uh, frankly, we had trouble imagining how could we spend that much money. So I posted it in the Facebook group to say, "What would you do with this money?" Not surprisingly, the answers were just super nice and super community oriented. And I just don't think the Satellite Sisterhood would be that good at being super rich. Because we are totally, totally not spending enough, even when we have uh, more than $100 million. But anyway, there was one super practical answer. Nancy said, well, that would be $133,200,000 Canadian dollars. And we don't uh-huh. have and we don't have a gift tax, although I will wow. pay tax on the approximately $6.5 in interest it will generate. So Nancy's already doing the math. Wait, wow. <laughs> I appreciated that. She's going to build herself a beach house. Uh, and the, but then she wants to set up more community health centers and provide more housing for low and middle income families. How fun to dream big. Exactly, Nancy. That's See, that was so much nicer than anything we said, right? I know. Well, I just wanted microphones. Yeah, I just want... <laughs> I thought very but, small. Yeah. Julie, you're right. The number one thing people posted was taking care of their community in some way. Okay. The list included fundamental health, 
pay college tuitions, fund eco-friendly, affordable apartment units in my county, support Planned Parenthood, pay off mortgages, pay off my mother's assisted living expenses. There was just a long list of people being super generous to their community, whether it was their family or the larger community around them. So, I mean, we knew this is who you are out there, uh, you know, a loving, generous satellite sisterhood. So we, we got a lot of great ideas there. And then there were a lot of, on the other end of the scale, travel ideas. You know, uh, Jennifer said she just wanted to travel, travel, travel. Um, I would love to show my children the world, which I thought was a great thought. Somebody else wanted to take their whole family to Africa. But a lot of people did want to get out of town. And uh, we, support that. We, we support that in any way. And then Jenny, this is why I commented on the word chaotic earlier on. Jenny posted, I would do the typical things, then be a chaotic fairy godmother. And, and I thought that really captured the spirit of the whole thing. So, yeah. you know, just, you know, as my my lawyer at one point said to me when I was doing my will, she said, you're dead. You can just be Lady Bountiful. Go for it. So... <laughs> chaotic fairy godmother i think is a great uh aspiration uh jenny and many others had that spirit okay so that was number one uh story number two from lizzie d is listeners may remember that in mid-july of 2021 right before the tokyo olympics started we had an interview on the show with kat holmes she Mm -hmm. The daughter of a longtime listener, but she was going off to the Tokyo Olympics. She was a fencer. Remember that? Yes. It yes, was such a great sure. interview. Oh, yeah. my God. She was so great. And she was going fencing, uh, going to the Olympics. And there was some discussion about how, you know, maybe when she went to college, she was going to give up the fencing, but she didn't. Now she was doing this. But then the moment she got back from the Tokyo Olympics, she was starting med school. So maybe... Maybe then the fencing would sort of go away. Well, I'm here to tell you that Kat Holmes is still fencing. Yeah. We love, we love Kat. We love Kat. So I follow her on Instagram. She's Kat Holmes 46. And she was just at the Pan American Championships in Lima, Peru. Uh, USA won a gold medal in the team. And she won a bronze medal in individual. And oh, she, amazing. That's amazing. Amazing. As she put in her post. Solid start to Olympic qualification. So okay. we can we can start rooting right now that Kat Holmes will be at the Paris Olympics. And she said, love this squad and can't wait to see what we're going to do at World Championships later this summer. So she's going to Worlds this summer, working that Olympic qualification. I just wanted to remind everyone, it's a great episode of Satellite Sisters, 7-2021. And follow Kat, you're going to get like a lot of adventures around the world from just a super fun uh, young woman who is part of the sisterhood. Wow, great. Good update. Good report. Aren't you happy for her? I was yeah, so happy. Yes. I was so happy. And it looks like she's still in med school. <laughs> yeah, no, she is. Uh, yeah, she definitely is. Because she, yeah, she does med school post too. Yes. Okay. And then uh, one last thing. I, there was a post in the uh, in our Facebook group uh, that we got a, um, we got a reaction to. So uh, Sherry or Cherie, posted a story from um, that was published about Texas, Julie. Mm-hmm. And uh, what she said, she said, hoping y'all will discuss the art of mailbox bakery 
during the heat waves on an upcoming episode. <laughs> this could be a skill we must all develop if situations do not improve on the climate front. And then she posted a story that said, how hot is it in Texas? This woman baked bread in her mailbox. Did you see this, Jolt? <laughs> well, first of all, I love the spirit. Like, hey, hey, it's 105 out. So, hey, let me go bake some bread in the mailbox. You know, that's the spirit. Don't yeah. want to get you down that it's a little warm outside. No, I like it. So there is a photo of Roberta Wright, who lives in a suburb of Houston, um, allegedly baking bread in her mailbox. And allegedly, it took 45 minutes. So I was happy for Roberta, happy for all of us. It was just a fun little bit of social media. So I appreciate that uh, Cherie had shared this with us. But then, you know, Twitter, always in it for ruining all of our fun. Yeah. They, uh, they added a warning to this post. Uh, when By the time I got it, it said, uh, this is a hoax, or at least misrepresented by these images. The Maillard reaction, which gives bread crust the golden brown color, requires temperatures of at least 280 Fahrenheit. Even in extremely hot conditions with direct sun, bricks rarely exceed 160. So I just want to say, I just want to say to Twitter, like, this is what you choose to correct on Twitter? <laughs> Seriously, Twitter? Like, this is the misinformation you are fighting against? Ay, ay, ay. No wonder Satellite Sisters is already on threads. But anyway, <laughs> we like the story. We're glad it got shared with us. And we think the whole idea is fine. So that's Lizzie D on the socials. Okay. Uh, I don't know what all our friends, uh, yeah, our letter carrier friends, would feel about this bed, uh, bread baking trend the mailboxes. Okay. They may not be quite as, I think it's quite as fun. So anyway, although I have to admit, I've always wanted to crack an egg on the sidewalk. Yeah. And that looks fun. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I haven't done that yet, but I'm going to. Well, this looks like the year. So go for it. Okay. After her. Go for okay. it. Yeah, I, I think every year from now on is going to be the year. But so you, well, whenever you're ready, Julie, we would okay. love to see you. Then. I'll, I'll get back to you on that. Hey, it's time for Entertaining Sisters. And we were talking uh, before we did the show. I know Leanne and Liz, there's a writer's strike. Now there's an actor's strike. Uh, but I want, uh, so we, you know, Leanne, you cautioned us. You said that maybe we should slow down our viewing to make it last because there might not be new shows coming out. Is that That's right? right. Right. I mean, you know, really, people, there's not going to be a fall TV season. There's not going to, they're already starting to ship summer movies from next year. I would just say, slow your roll on a lot of media content. Figure out what else you can do besides binge. Okay. Okay. So uh, I would like to recommend an Apple TV uh, seven-part thriller called Hijack. Um, uh, so maybe you want to do this, watch it once a month. Uh, watch this show, <laughs> slow it down, stretch it out. Okay, because this is pretty good. And it stars I Idris Elba. We love him. Okay. He was at Wimbledon too, right, Liz? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He was looking good, looking cool there. So this is a thriller and it takes place in real time, seven hour flight between Dubai and London. And it's a British gang of hijackers. Okay. So I give them credit. Okay. It's not just your run of the mill Middle Eastern hijackers. Okay. Yeah. This is a British uh, uh, British gangsters that have hijacked this plane. Uh, Elba plays a corporate fixer, Sam Nelson. He's the kind of guy that they flies around the world and comes in and like 
seals the deal, gets the thing done, whatever it is, you know, um, that's that's his career. Okay, so this um, thriller is tense. It's very fast paced. Yeah, I think you're going to enjoy it. It has some improbable plot points. Okay, just ignore those. Ignore them. Okay, Mm -hmm. put them aside. Okay, Uh, Sam uh, Nelson is trying to ingratiate himself with the hijack team because he's going to fix it. And I, they haven't dropped the last session, uh, last episode yet. So I, I don't know how it it finishes. So that's really exciting. But I think this is well worth watching. It's hijacked on Apple TV Plus. Great. Yeah, I've watched the first couple. It's it's enjoyable. It's yes. good. It's actually yes. very good. Yep. Okay. I have an entertaining sister's recommendation. And this is a real movie in a real theater for real grown-ups. So I think these are the kinds of movies we should be supporting while you can. Uh, the title of the movie is Past Lives. And it's really the ultimate slow burn movie about a relationship between two childhood friends uh, in Korea who are then separated for 20 years and reunite in New York City. So they have sort of a crush on each other when they're kids. Then the girl's family immigrates to Canada and ultimately she moves to the United States and he stays in uh, in Korea. And so you so you sort of see their lives developing on their on these different paths. And then you see how they reconnect and what the implications of that are. And they're exploring that there's this Korean concept called inyan, which means like providence or fate. So it really is an exploration of fate. It is super sweet, super thoughtful. The two stars, Greta Lee plays the woman and Tao Yao Yu plays the man. But it's written and directed by um, a first-time director. Her name is Celine Song. She's Canadian. It was uh, it premiered at Sundance this year. I highly, highly recommend it. And I have a double recommendation because last week uh, when I went to see it, when I came out of the theater, I had a text from your younger son, Leon, who uh, who wanted to make sure I knew that he had just bumped into Scotty Pippen signing whiskey bottles at, <laughs> at Total Wine in Santa Monica. So that was okay. a breaking news he wanted to share. You'll never believe who I just saw at Total Wine in Santa Monica. So I got back to him and was like, who did you see? By the way, I just saw uh, Past Lives. And he said, oh, and because, you know, he's a cinephile. You have yes. said that before. He said, oh, my roommate has seen that. She said, it's great. I am definitely going to see that movie. So it's not just me recommending this. It is Leon's son, who is uh, quite the movie expert, recommending it. So, okay. Excellent. Good one. <laughs> I like that he's also on our celebrity sighting tread now, Liz. We can incorporate him. <laughs> it's you, me, and Sheila doing our celeb sighting. So now yeah. we'll, we'll drag in Colin. And uh, yes. it'll be good. It's, yeah. I'll tell you, when he when he texted me, like, you, you guess who I just saw? Scotty Pippen was not going to be one of my guesses. <laughs> All right. Well, I just want to remind people that we do have our Best Beach Bags books list. It's still up at bookshop.org. There are probably titles that you have not read yet uh, because they're not out. And I want to let you know about one specific title that's coming up. It's from my friend Naomi Hirahara. Now, you remember Naomi was on our show uh, for her book, Clark and Division. Remember that really good historical fiction mystery? Yes. 
Yes. That's Chicago, a family that gets released, a Japanese-American family that gets released from Manzanar and is resettled to Chicago, and then things go south for them. So yes. that book won all kinds of awards, by the way. So uh, the, including the Mary Higgins Clark Award winning uh, award for, you know, great mysteries. So Naomi wrote a follow up to it. It's called Evergreen. And that comes out on August 1st. So you can pre-order now or suggest that your library order it or get on the wait list at your library or pick it for your book club. It's about a Japanese-American nurse's aide. And she, this is a book about how she navigates the dangers of post-World War II and post-Mansonar life as she attempts to find justice for a broken family. And this one I know is set in Los Angeles. So they come back. First one was set in Chicago. This one is set in L.A. So that's August 1st. Evergreen is the name of the book by Naomi Hirahara. So pick that up. Pick that up. Oh, great. Okay. Well, I have two quick thank yous to listeners. You know, we always ask you to rate and review the show if you can. <laughs> the past two weeks, there were two really good reviews that I want to share. The first one is earnest and thoughtful. And thank you at NB11 for this very sweet post. It's The title is Awesome Community. She gives five stars and said, this podcast is the first one I listen to when it comes out each week. These lovely women are the warm, fun, smart sisters. I can always count on to lift my spirits, teach me something new, or give me their hot take on the little things in life in a way that makes me smile. The community they've created is so fun and supportive. Highly recommend. So, I mean, very nice. We highly recommend you, NB11. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> very thoughtful. Then we got another one that was super funny, Julie, because this was about something you talked about on the show. Five stars from Thankful Sadie. And, uh, it's titled, Sit Down and Cross Your Legs. And so she said, sit down and cross your legs before stories like the panty misunderstanding with buying peonies at Trader Joe's. I was laughing so hard, I wished I were sitting down with my legs crossed. <laughs> my new, this is my new favorite podcast, and I wish I had found it sooner. So super nice, super fun. That's a good reason to share the podcast. Anyway, yes, thank you. Thank you to both of them and to everyone who rates and reviews the show. It really helps us. All right. We are wrapping up for the day. So we would like to thank our engineer, Sergio Enriquez. Thank you, Sergio. He is a special assistant uh, in with him today, his daughter, Andrea. So thank you, Andrea, for being here with Satellite Sisters. <laughs> Emily Borgine does our graphics. Thank you, Emily, for everything that you do. Uh, we'd like to thank our team at True Native Media. Uh, they're the ones that help us with sponsors. And thanks to you, the Satellite Sisters listeners, who support the sponsors that support this show. Very, very important to the whole Satellite Sisters ecosystem. We are going to be taking a few weeks off, but stuff will be happening. Uh, shows will be, you know, great shows will be posting. You may see us around the socials. Uh, we won't go too far away, but we might not be there every day, right? Um, all right. Our to-do list for the week. I, I'm just going to start it. Now that Wimbledon is wrapped, I can really focus on the Women's World Cup. Very excited that that's going to be starting later this week. And even more excited that it's in Australia because that is just a fantastic sporting country. And they support everything that, that happens there in a big way. They've already sold out the opening game there at the Women's World Cup. Uh, it'll be fun to see the U.S., but there are just a lot of good feel-good teams that you can you can root for, including a team from Haiti 
that sort of uh, oh, wow yeah 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 that's that's what will be emotional even to see a team from Haiti take the field in such a glorious world sporting event so uh so that's it women's world cup that's going to be four great weeks can't wait all right Leanne, good well, um, I'm here in Steamboat Springs, and my to-do is Nana Camp is going to be firing up pretty soon, finalizing the list of campers for this year. But one thing I've realized is my campers keep getting older. I don't know how this is happening. And you know what happens when they get older? First of all, they want to do more challenging things like rock mm. climbing and, you know, uh, things that I don't know if I don't know if the head counselor can handle that. The other thing is... Um, these uh, campers, they stay up later now. They, you know, I mean, but like, I think the head counselor is going to, you know, say goodnight to the campers, uh, let them watch TV for a little l- longer. Uh, but I, I am going to insist on nap time. We will still have that. People will be unplugged and we're going to have quiet time. Quiet hour. Right. Yes. Rest hour. Yes. They used to yes. say at summer camp. Excellent. Good luck, yes. Nana. Okay. Yeah, don't break anything. Nepotized. No, that's what I'm worried about. Okay. How about you, Liz? Well, I am going home from Bend at the end of this week so I can finally get jury duty out of the way next week. Oh, it, Liz. Uh, that sounds like a fun summer vacation um, activity. Good. I know. Well, but here's the thing, Jewel. I kept postponing it. Like, is there ever a perfect week to be on jury duty? No, there no. isn't. But I want to do my civic duty. Good. So I really thought, during the hiatus is the one time when I wouldn't be like risking, oh my God, I got called in, but I came to the show, all of that. So I'm doing it next week. I'm really looking forward to it, but here's the twist. I've served before in the downtown courthouse, the big Los Angeles courthouse that you see on the news all the time. I've served in the Santa Monica courthouse, but I got called to the airport courthouse. So for a brief moment, For a brief moment, I got super excited because I thought, am I going to get to rule on like TSA infractions (laughs) or or bad airport behavior? I thought, are these crimes that happen at the airport, like smuggling and things? Yes, it could be very hijacking. Yeah. Could be 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 drunk passengers that get kicked off planes. They go right to the airport courthouse, I think. I would like to be able to rule on that, but sadly, no. Sadly, that that would those would not be like LA LA health crimes. It just happens to be a court courthouse that is near the airport. So that's disappointing. I just you know I didn't want to get you all like psyched up. And I, anyway, regular old crimes at the airport courthouse. But <laughs> just gonna do my civic duty because it's important. All right. Well, if you have any celebrity sightings, text oh, yeah. us. Text that us. happens a lot in LA. On it does. It does. It does. Uh, Liz, Julie, have a great hiatus. I know we'll be in touch, but we don't, we don't really have any plans to see each other. So carry on with your life. <laughs> hey, sounds good. <laughs> Excellent plan, Leon. <laughs> All right. And don't forget, call your satellite sister. <laughs> <laughs>